Bonjour, je suis le grand What is this for? Like in the middle of it? Yeah, in the middle, we're just going to put it in there like, hey, thanks for listening. Don't not, forget. We're to... not talking like that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I refuse to make it sound like a commercial. Yeah. We just got to tell everyone that they need to follow us on social media at Pick Freaks on TikTok and Instagram and to give us five star rating. You can roast us, but don't give us less than five stars. Yeah. That's all we have to say. So just say that. Is there any, go. Yeah, if you're uh, language, you're listening, just cut what I said and put it on there. Method. Who cares? Muzzy now comes with four videos, two audios, a script book, parents' guide, a new exciting CD-ROM, plus this free bonus with your paid order. Hey, what up, pick freaks? In this latest episode, we discussed the 1980s rock band The Smiths. This was Owen's pick, and instead of listening to their whole discography, we settled on just the 1986 album, The Queen Is Dead. This is a great one for music lovers and anyone that likes indie rock. Okay, let's get into it. I'm like, yo, man. What, 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 what? I rolled in straight from Oakland, holding my dick like a U.S. Open trophy. We're up to high feet. Y'all don't know me. Dirt nasty. Whoever's available Jesus first. Yeah. So I went back to my history and like pictures. I was like, that here. All things worked out. It's hilarious because my, my worst haircut ever was the day Freddie was born. And I actually, Kevin came over and buzzed. <laughs> oh, yeah. You remember, you buzzed my hair off because it was such a bad haircut. And then that night, Lisa had con- contraction. So I'm the, I have like, I'm like, Buzz cut. You had, a bu- when, you had a buzz cut then? When Freddie was born, because my haircut was so bad. Yeah. The guy did like a military style like fade. Are you still doing sports clips, Dennis? No, I go to a barber place. But then I, the ladies there is like, yeah, I just came from great clips. It's a uh, <laughs> Regal Beagle. Yeah, I know that place. Which is like higher end. It's specific. I can't see yeah, that sounds word. sounds classy. Regal yeah. Beagle. Yeah. Well, speaking of classy, it sounds like uh, somewhere that Morrissey would hang out, right? The Queen, mm-hmm. the Regal Beagle. Yeah. The Queen is dead. Well, let's uh, let's get into it because this week we listened to an album called "The Queen Is Dead." The Queen Is Dead is the third studio album by the English rock band The Smiths. It was released on the 16th of June in 1986. The album was produced by the singer Morrissey and the guitarist Johnny Moore. Johnny Marr. In 2020, Johnny Marr, shit. Did you know mm-hmm. who Johnny Marr was before this? Yeah, he uh, used to play for Modest Mouse. Oh, maybe that's One album, yeah. or two albums, he was a guitarist on. Interesting. Um, in 2020, Rolling Stone ranked The Queen is Dead 113th on its updated list of the 500 greatest album of all time. Let's see if Owen agrees with that. But uh, before we do, Owen, remind us why you picked that. I didn't specifically go with The Queen is Dead first. I went with picking The Smiths all overall because <clears throat> I've heard of The Smiths. I've heard of Smiths songs, but I can't really pick it out of a lineup. If I hear it on the radio, I'll be like, oh, I know this is the Smiths, but I can't, can never, I don't think I have any songs really downloaded on my phone or listened to. And being a person that's, I really like indie music. I feel like this is kind of the start of where indie music took off. And most people that like indie music like the Smiths. So I took this time to force myself to listen to a full album a few times over to see how I liked it. What about you, Dennis? What were your thoughts going into this? I've listened to the one song on this album a lot. There's a light that never goes out because of the movie 500 days of summer Um, and a few other Smith songs, but I could never really get into them. So this is like the first time I actually sat and like kind of took my time with it, I guess. But I, I was, I, it's always something that people like Owen mentioned, like indie bands. This is, they've been influenced by the Smiths. So, yeah, there were a couple of songs that stood out to me that reminded me of other bands. I don't know if I have all of them written down, but um, yeah, I too have, I have 
a few Smith songs on like my liked music or downloaded music or whatever. Like I don't listen to them all the time, but it turns out at least three of the songs were on this album. So I was very familiar with at least three of these songs on the album. So that was pleasantly surprising. Um, my other couple notes about the Smiths are either my mom or my dad loves the Smiths and Morrissey because uh, there's a bunch of like CDs at my house at my like my house where I grew up and I don't know who it is. I'll have to ask them. I never knew more. I've always heard the name Morrissey and I know the Smiths. I didn't know they were the same. So yeah, that was a single career. Like he was the Smiths, him and Johnny Marr. And then he went off and did his solo stuff. And that was when he was Morrissey and he's got some good songs. It's Morrissey too. And also the dirt nasty lyric. I shine like Morrissey on Hennessy on yeah, Christmas Eve. That's why I know that. <laughs> That's why I, I heard of Morrissey. <laughs> yeah, I know. I never. I know that lyric. I just never. What's a big that. Morrissey song? Um, good question. I got one downloaded. That's like I said. I didn't have any of the Smith songs downloaded, but I had a Morrissey song downloaded. Uh, this charming man. I don't know if that's Morrissey, but that's a good song. I have. We'll let you know. Or I have. We'll let you know. You'll let Morrissey. me know when. Good one. <laughs> we'll let you know. Yeah, I don't know if I know any Morrissey songs directly. I've definitely, song. I've definitely read a lot. I, I read like a long uh, essay about him once, and um, he's asexual. Oh, really? He is. I, I found that out too. Yeah, that's one of his claims to fame. <laughs> How'd you find out, Kevin? You tried to hook up with him, and he's like, no. <laughs> That's like, I'm not interested in anything. <laughs> um, and you're like, oh, okay, cool. So you broke the news. No, there's an uh, author I like who does a lot of music writing, and he did a long spiel about Morrissey, Chuck Klosterman, if you've ever heard of him. He does a lot of podcasts. You may have come across him. I have heard that name. I don't know. If you're asexual, do you just not want to have sex at all? Yeah, I think like, it's just, just not doesn't, have an yeah. orgasm at all or just sex? I think it's both. Sex doesn't interest him. So but I, but how I don't orgasms? <clears throat> How about him? <laughs> How about them orgasms? <laughs> <laughs> uh, my other familiarity with the Smiths is there's this movie that came out in 2021 called Shoplifters of the World, and it's all about the night the Smiths broke up. And like oh. a bunch of like, like a, yeah, it sounds like a great movie, right? Yeah. I watched it. I got so excited for it. It's like about a group of teens who like are reacting to this at the in whatever year it is. And it took place in Denver. And I just, I kept getting really frustrated about it. Cause this was like, you know, it must've been like 1989 and the group of friends was so diverse that I was like, there in is Denver, no, yeah. yeah. I'm just like, there is no way these nine people are hanging out together. It was just, it took me out of the movie. I was like, you like, especially in 1989, give me a group of all. Cause I think, Oh, that was what the whole thing was about. Like, cause that whole article that I was talking about is how Hispanic people love Morrissey uh, I'd have to dig into that a little deeper but really? anyways yeah there was that's what the whole thing was about I'm just recalling that now is there a famous album cover with Morrissey I, in my head I'm thinking of him like with the shirt off that says Morrissey I feel like all of his has a, he has a shirt off but I also might be wrong on that that was all I had on the uh, little intro that, oh and did you have something for us a little special treat I do Whoa, that's exciting! <laughs> I know. I, I was I was doing some work last night. Did some work at work on my break. Good. You worked on a Sunday? Uh, no, today. Oh. I was saying, in addition to yesterday, and then I did some work while I was driving because I was doing a lot of chores today. So I was a lot of dedication. So much that I could potentially hurt someone or myself while driving. So hopefully this game is. is and if it. a double decker bus <laughs> yeah. crashes into him. All right. Man, wouldn't that have been great if I got hit by one? Oh, that would have yeah. been so poetic. Really yeah. worth it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. I have a quick quiz. It changes to a few different parts throughout it. Um, first section. Kevin always hit us with the confused look. He's like a puppy, like when to you make say, you feel very confident yeah. about what you're doing. Imagine like saying to a puppy, like you want to go for a walk, and they like 
move their head to the side like, oh, <laughs> what do you got? What is this walk you're going to take us out on? That's my first question, Kevin. Do you want to go on a walk? <laughs> Continue. Uh, <laughs> uh, the f- this, like I said, is broken up into a few different parts. So the first one is going to be fill in the blank questions, but I will give you a A B C D answer. So first one is two different quotes that were said by Morrissey. First one is, I do maintain that if your blank is wrong, your entire life is wrong. Is it A, your job, B, hair, C, shirt, D, music? C, shirt. I feel like I've heard this one before. Hair. Are you saying C, shirt, just because you said that everyone puts C, multiple choice <laughs> no I, I just feel like i've heard this Owen really before. thought about this because last time you i you I broke did. his game i was like i can see every time and i was trying to do like double psychology and i was gonna put it as c but i didn't dennis got it right it is b hair and if you look at any pictures of morrissey his hair is a little crazy he's got a big uh pompadour that's what the kids wear these days so i saw some kids at like chipotle or something in front of me and all their hair is like so front heavy yeah it's like all bangs in like this weird like yeah flock of seagulls where we were cool because we had the wall the opposite of bangs (laughs) that was the best i'm shocked that that has not come back yet i kind of do it a little bit can you describe what that is to me dennis this wall haircut just for the listeners basically instead of your bangs touching your head at all so you have them straight up. You got a wax stick. Yeah, you, you have a like perfect a wall. Yeah, but like everything else is just perfectly flat, except the very yeah. tip above your forehead is like just spiked up. Which, yeah, yeah, you it's don't like s- if you were like it's like an evil Knievel ramp off of your head. Yeah, if you were going from the back. Yeah, I'm trying to think who had that. Like if Timberlake ever had that or something. I don't I think, think they all cool did. ever they had either, it. I think it's just like... No, a, they definitely did. They either had that or just like all spiked hair. A lot of yeah. bleached hair back then. I, I mean, I, I still hair. put I put gel in my hair every day. Or like a wax. Gel? Oh, Not I was going to say gel. That's crazy. Because you no. just have stiff hair at all times. Just to give it texture. Because if I don't, it looks like this. Just straight down. Yeah. So... Next. Continue on. Well, <laughs> to reiterate his quote, Dennis, if you had your hair like that, then uh, your entire life is wrong. Um, the next one is, I am not very good at being blank. Is it A, dull, B, fat, C, lazy, or D, crazy? D, crazy. A, dull. Ooh, you guys split it. It is A, dull. Mm. So a very captivating first two questions. <laughs> that's kind of quiz. <laughs> that's kind of cocky of him to say that. Oh, he's a he like he's very good with words. Unlike myself, <laughs> yeah. So what I, I think of what to what say. What an eloquent him. way of describing him, Owen. <laughs> <laughs> he's like he could uh, he explains good. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> so my next part of the quiz is. Is it a Morrissey, a Morrissey quote, a Trump quote, or Sesame Street quote? Why those three? Because they all seem kind of the same. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, who said this quote? Stop the count. <laughs> Trump. <laughs> Was it a Morrissey, B Oscar the Grouch, or C Donald Trump? Oh. Oscar the Grouch. Oh shit! Did they the want count. to stop the, <laughs> the count? count? Yeah, Oscar the Grouch. Stop the count. I'm saying Trump. Dennis is correct. <laughs> Stop but a little bit I'm of a glad that that came, Yeah, that why would Morrissey ever say that? <laughs> I was gonna read it like he he sings his lyrics. Stop I, got real, I got nervous and like I started. Well, account is also like a noble term. Like it has to do with like nobility, and you know the song is called Queen is or the album's called Queen is Dead, so maybe he has some song that's like, the count is gone mad, and it's like, <laughs> stop the count, stop the count. I can't sing like Morrissey, but 
So, I can't do it either. I had it good in the car. I, that's why I started getting nervous because I was like, fuck, I don't remember how he sings. Oh, but, heaven knows I'm miserable now. That's like, good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Next one. It's all in the back you. of his throat. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> Next one. Age shouldn't affect you. It's just like the size of your shoes. They don't determine how you live your life. Uh, I'm going to go Morrissey. I'm gonna... Oh, shit. I was supposed to read out <laughs> because you got to know which Sesame Street character said it or may have said it. <laughs> Is it A, A, Morrissey, B, Elmo, or C, Trumpito? Elmo. Morrissey. It's Morrissey. Oh. Seems like he references clothes and fashion or just like, yeah, it seems to be very superficial. Okay, the next one is hold top. So the early bird gets the worm, but cookie tastes better than worms. <laughs> so me sleep in. Is that Morrissey, Cookie Monster, or Trump? Could be Trump. Could be Trump. <laughs> it's not that much more well stated than a Trump line. I, I'll go Cookie Monster. I'll do that too. Yeah. It's Cookie Monster. I have a big keeping score for you guys, so I'm sorry. sorry. I'm not on my game. Yeah, don't worry about it. Um, on to the next one. This has to do with the movie 500 Days of Summer, which you guys, someone referenced earlier today. Who said it? Dennis. Yeah. Good job, Dennis. <laughs> 100 <laughs> X to me, baby. <laughs> um, okay, so. The question is, what Smith lyric did the that bitch Zoe Deschanel character, Summer, <laughs> sing in the elevator when she told Joseph Gordon-Lovett's character, Tom Hansen? I know this one. Loves this give, give me a second to, before you list wait. anything out. It's, um, can I say to it? To die by, by your, your side, side is such a heavenly, heavenly way, way to die. die. Wow, you guys did so good. I'm so proud <laughs> of you. That's the only reason I, just, I know this mess is because of that line. Yeah, because she sings it like this. To die by, like she sings it in a really high pitched voice. You know, Zoe. Goes, do you guys like, like Zoe Deschanel singing? She's a no. Oh, I was gonna say she's a bitch. <laughs> Wait, can what? I uh, do? Oh, and do you have this uh, here on here? What song does Tom Hansen play when he's trying to catch her attention from the cubicle? Oh fuck! It's uh, I don't recall. It's uh, I can't think of the name, but it's um. Uh, Is it this. Big Mouth? No, it's uh the something about like being it might be the Smith song Tom Hansen. Ah fuck, keep con- continue. I'll, I'll tell you what it is in a second. I thought that you were going to know that right off the I top do. I I like I either want to look it up or just it'll come to me naturally, but Have you guys watched yeah, that movie I, recently? It's been probably over a year. It's re- it's I need to give oh, it a over good a year. Break. That's pretty recent. I got to give it a good break. Oh, I know what it is. It. I was please, debating on rewatching please, it. Please, let me, let me. Oh, I didn't know it was another Smith Sometimes. And yeah. I'll also, get what I want this time. This time. <laughs> that song. Haven't had a dream. That's a good song. That might be my favorite Smith song. I remember when I uh, first started dating Lisa, she hated that movie because she thought what? Zoe D. Chanel was Day such Chanel. a. Zoe Deschanel. Deschanel uh, was such a bitch. She was. We just, yeah, and I think, I think when you rewatch it, she's really not that much of a bitch. I, almost like Joseph Gordon-Levitt is more of a bitch. Yeah, he's just head in, in head over heels, and we're only hearing his perspective. Yeah. yeah, sorry that he fell in love. Yeah, I don't know. And she let him on completely, and then just yeah disappeared. But we're only hearing his side, so. Maybe like she didn't lead him on. I I do think about the uh, expectations versus reality scene probably like once every two weeks. Man, that's such a heartbreaking. Yeah, thing. no bad. He probably felt. What is this? What are you doing time with your arms? Doing time out. Oh, my... TV time out. Oh, oh sorry. Yeah, it's a stretch that I do for my back because I got really bad posture. I'm trying to fix it. I got I got pictures coming up next week, so I got to make sure that my back is. Oh my god! I forgot how much anxiety like you have before a wedding, just because you know everything's set in stone. Everyone's looking at you. Oh, and it's just like no one. it's the just the judge, me, Sarah, and the boys. The judge is going to be staring right at you. Judging He's staring you. right back at him. <laughs> <laughs> it was staring contest. 
All right. Any more right, uh, last, questions? Last, last question. Sorry, this is a bit of a dud. I was trying to make it fun. I like it's it. better than my I mean, game last week, the uh, mm. ghost one. No, that was good. No. Chat GPT did such a good job <laughs> at getting those questions for us. Um, all right. How, the last one is how many Smith songs are in the 500 Days of Summer soundtrack? Three. Just two. Kevin, you nailed it. I thought that everyone was going to guess more. I would have gone like four to five. Um, but there is just two, and it's please, please, please let me get what I want this time. I, I literally think that's the name of the song. Yeah, it's it is. It's such a long fucking... Uh, what? You like click on the album trying to see what the song name is, and it just you can't see the whole thing because it just keeps going... What's your favorite song from that soundtrack? Sweet Disposition probably was my favorite, but I've listened to that song too much that I'm not a huge fan anymore. I like the opening. Us? We built a statue of us. What a good soundtrack. I think my favorite song from it, just because this song just stood the test of time and it still made me feel something during the scene when he's doing the you make my dreams come true and walking down oh, the street yeah. and the birds Fuck. are singing along with him Forgot about that. and he swings the fake baseball bat and it's a home run sound <laughs> it's just a fucking great should scene. we just make this a 500 days of summer podcast it really is gonna be because <laughs> that's a damn good movie the great soundtrack and she's like the wind oh shit <laughs> yeah i like the regina specter song which made our Ooh, uh, yeah wasn't that on our, our now that's what I call big freaks yeah I threw it on there yeah and it's because it mainly was this movie is yeah why I got on there yeah oh, that is a good. good soundtrack I gotta see if that's on vinyl oh and you know the worst song from that sound soundtrack is shoo 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 sugar town imagine singing that at karaoke the worst fucking karaoke pick of all time I don't remember that song. It's what Zoe I don't know sings. if that's on the actual album, though. I think she just sings it in there. I don't think they put that on the. Dennis, album. what song does he sing by the uh, for the karaoke? I thought he sings "There's a Light That Never Goes Out." No, he sings um, the Pixies. Oh yeah, take wait no, fuck is it? Outside there's a boxcar box waiting. Uh, yes. The, yeah. What is what a movie? Okay. Well, before we <laughs> keep talking about Five Hundred Days, wait, wait. I got to get back. So the yeah, another really good song there is Mushaboom by Feist. I don't know what that is. Really, Mushaboom? Oh, God, I can't think of how to. I know the one part. Should I pull up the album for the Queen Is Dead? Do we need to hear some snippets? Uh, we got a lot to talk about. The 500 Days of Summer soundtrack. First. <laughs> <laughs> we seem a little bit more passionate about that. <laughs> Sugar Town uh, is on the soundtrack, actually. I got some good stuff to talk about in the. Oh, I got notes. Yeah, I, wrote I got notes. notes this time. I got notes too. So let's let's go to the Queen is dead. Yeah, the Queen is dead. Track number one. The Queen is dead. Do you guys need to hear it, or should we just? I wouldn't mind hearing it a little bit. Yeah, I wouldn't mind hearing it. Yeah, let's do like 30 seconds of it. Queen is dead. You guys listen to the 10 10 songs, right? Like, There's there's a couple different variations of this album, and I listened to one with 10. Yeah. Yeah, I just had it on shuffle. (laughs) You didn't listen straight down? (laughs) No. So yeah, it starts off with this weird little vintage clip. Not a fan of that. This song, six minutes, way too long for a song. That's something I noticed with some of the songs where I'm like, whoa, this is a long song. Uh, But just initially, though, I was not picturing how indie rock 
the first song was going to be. I mean, that you could play that at an indie rock concert today, and you could just have um, who's the guy from Seattle, Dennis? Um, There's so many of them. <laughs> Owen? Uh, car seat headrest. Car seat oh, headrest yeah. could come out, play that song, and I wouldn't know the difference between him and them. It, it sounds so indie rock. I do have a theory, though, where I'm like, to me, this doesn't sound like indie rock. It sounds like British rock, just because the guy is so, like, English, you know? It's it just, I don't know. If this was like a an American band, I think it would sound to me more indie rock, but I hear, yeah, what I hear the, English first. His voice. What is it classified as? Is it classified under indie rock or? Is no, it I think it's like, because that's punk, what inspired a lot of pop punk. They maybe. came after like a lot of punk bands. Did they come before or after the cure? Cause in my mind, they're very the similar. Same, same time. It was the same. Time. Yeah. They okay. sound identical. Yeah. It's like the po- post punk indie rock. Um, there's some concert that there was like multiple like people before the band started that they were all at like the Sex Pistols concert, and it was like Morrissey, the guy from The Cure, a bunch of other different people, um, supposedly, and they all started off these bands and all came from like the same area. Really, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, shit, that would be a good like documentary. I'm sure there is. <laughs> At least four of them. Uh, I I couldn't help but notice right away, and I can't believe I never noticed this before, but how similar R.E.M. and the Smiths are. Like Michael Stipe, like this vocal stylings, like nobody else. Like I think Morrissey's stylings are so weird, and a lot of the times they don't work. When they work, they work, but like there's so much similarity between him and R.E.M. I got yeah. those same parallels. They sounded, they sound very similar. I love REM so much. Like I never hear an Do you really? I, I, I don't REM like too. actively listen to them, but like every time I hear a new REM song, I'm like, damn, like this song rocks. I'm, I should really yeah. dig into them. Yeah. I, I do not like REM. They no, had I that was... song in the new season of the bear, which is really good. Ah, man. I, I really didn't like the Bears soundtrack. It was too like dad rock. Oh, I like music. It, and a it bunch was of stuff definitely that. Like, I cannot get into any of this music. I wish they put something better. I have a, I have a theory on indie rock, and it was because I was listening to Taylor Swift, and uh, yeah, the, where her song is indie. <laughs> no, no, but her, she's trying to be indie, but there's there's something that's not there, and I I figured it out. Her songs have like five versions of her singing a song. And so it sounds so produced and it's like her high, her low, her medium. And it's like five different versions of a song. If you listen to most indie rock songs, it's one person singing. One vocal track, purely yeah, raw. One, vo- one vocal track. It's not perfect. It's more about the how passionate they sound about it mm-hmm. compared to like, I feel like a lot of pop is just, it's overproduced because they're doing, you know, hundreds of takes and all that sort of stuff but yeah hers yeah. i agree i agree with that dennis indie yeah, rock think- just sounds like you recorded it all in the same room and it just sounds good from the start like you don't need to like do all the editing yeah which Garage. is which which i feel like morrissey his voice to me is kind of annoying but some of these later songs you're like oh shit you can actually tell he's the emotions come through it better just because like, it just sounds like a guy singing his emotions compared to like, I'm going in to make a hit song. It's more like, no, I, I got to get this feeling out there, which is what indie rock kind of feels like to me. Um, my last note on this song was that it, it sounded like Interpol. Like it really oh, yeah. could be like an Interpol song right now. So it just goes to show how much influence they've had. Did this beginning remind you at all of Citizen Kane? Uh, it didn't when until we just re-listened to yeah. it, but I definitely okay. got it when we just listened to I it. Ha- yeah, I have that note, and I was wondering if that was actually from a movie or if they did it, and then it actually was. It's from a movie from 1962 called The L-Shaped Room, and I don't know if it has anything to do with that song, but... That, I can't, the Dennis, was that, that your pick this week? With... The L-shaped room? <laughs> no. From 1962? 
Thank God. <laughs> um, but I, I, what I couldn't stand about his voice, in, especially in this song, when it, there's like, you know, like that dissonance that he has, or it's like it sounds like he's also off tune. Yeah, drove me nuts. It, yeah, it, it, it seems like he's off doing his. Own, it seems like he's yeah. off doing his own thing. Yeah, yeah, I was not a fan. I when I first when the album started, I was like, "This is not what I." Expected oh yeah, this I think this is the worst song to be like at all on the album. Really? Yeah. I, well, it's up there I do for like me, that. It's I about. I looked up all the rap genius lyrics for every song just to know what it was about. But I do like it's about the media's obsession with the royal family, which I feel like is still very true today, especially probably oh, in the UK. Yeah. I did. I forgot about this note. I did like how this song made it sound like it's like chaotic that the queen actually died and there might be like riots in the streets or people are kind of freaking out. Felt that from the song. I don't know if that's what he was trying to get across, but it felt that way. All right, guys, we really have to get on to Frankly, Mr. Shankly. You ready for Frankly, Mr. Shankly? Yes. Yes. Dumbest fucking title. <laughs> Shankly, this position I've held It pays my way and it corrodes my soul I want to leave, you will not miss me Every time I hear a song like this Oh, you won't get this, but you think Mr. B, Dennis, right? Like, this is just circus music And Mr. B just <laughs> loves circus music I'm starting to get it, that now, though Everything it, uh, you say, I'm like, okay, that makes sense Yeah, I like you like hear that whole... same, like Doop, 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 yeah. doop, doop Yeah <laughs> I feel like the whole song. My next question. Oh, sorry. Go on, Dennis. I I was going to say, I feel like the whole song was written because he thought of the word, frankly, Mr. Shankly. And he's like, I got to write a song about this. Dude, exactly. I thought the same thing. It's like there's nobody named Mr. Shankly. It's just like something (laughs) he said one time. And he's like, frankly, Mr. Shankly. He's like, oh, this is a song. I do like it. It sounds like a reggae song almost. A Caribbean. Ooh, it does have the same, (laughs) uh, the same like riffs to it. Yeah. Um, speak. Uh, going back to what you said about uh, Mr. B liking this song, every time that Kevin says that, I always have to ask if Dennis's kids like. Oh yeah, the song. they would love they're Mr. Always Shankly. The they probably would <laughs> yeah. like marching around. Frankly, Mr. Yeah. Shankly. Will you will you do us <laughs> a favor and play scene. Frankly, Mr. Shankly for them tomorrow and send a video? Yeah. What was it? What was the one hundred gex song that my kid? We're like, Buddy would love this, and I played it for Frog my kids. The they fucking love it. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Oh, B, yeah. Mr. Frog B. Frog on the floor. Mr. B, we love your music taste. We love it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's perfect for four-year-olds. <laughs> um, I didn't really have any much. I was I was very happy this song was short. I couldn't handle much more of Frankly, Mr. Shankly. It's, so frankly, this song, I kept getting stuck in my head. And um I listened to this quite a bit while I was cleaning the house. I think I rinsed through the album like three or four times. And this was the song that kept getting stuck in my head and I wanted to keep back going back and actually listening to it. But as soon as I start it, I'm like, fuck, I fucking hate this song. I do like one lyric at the end though. Um, when he says, didn't know you realize, didn't realize you wrote poetry. Didn't realize you wrote such bloody awful poetry. I don't know why it sounds good in there. And then at the end, it says, give us money, is all he says. He's got some yeah. really good lyrics. Like, he's got some lyrics that pack a punch. Like, I mean, I remember when I first was introduced to There is a Light That Never Goes Out, and it's like, and if a double-decker bus crashes into us, to die by your side is such a heavenly way to die. Like, does a lyric get any better than that? To yeah. die by your no. side. Like, that's so cool. <laughs> I feel like we just want to keep getting to that song and reviewing it. <laughs> I know, because I think there's there's a couple of songs coming up that I really like. Um, the next okay. one is called so, I Know It's Over. So this, this song, I looked up what the song was about. Frankly, song Mr. Was Shankly? About, yeah, it was about his record producer <laughs> and basically how they fucked him over in their contract and they didn't make any money. And so that's it's about how he doesn't know music and they know music yeah. and they need money. There was no Mr. Shankly. No, I think he, it's, he shanked them. Oh, yeah, right. No. Like the it, guy it's just them. a name they made up for the guy. Yeah. And it just, I guess that makes sense convenient. at the end where he says, give us money. 
Yeah, I'd kind of like that. I was just like, just give us fucking money. I wonder if the yeah, rest of the songs just end with like very overt messages, like give us buy money. this album, buy this album. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next song, I do not want to have sex. Over. I'm asexual. <laughs> I like this song. I can feel Same here. And as I climb into an empty bed Oh well, enough said I know it's over Still So I, I don't know where I've heard this song before I But I have it I have it on my playlist, like my leg song And I listen to it quite frequently um, yeah. I'm pretty sure I heard it in a movie It might have just been that movie I was talking about The Smiths one, but like I, it, this is definitely on rotation for me. I specifically like the line, if you're so funny, why are you alone tonight? Man, was that relatable to me during my single years? <laughs> that is good. <laughs> the guy, yeah, the funniest guy in the room, but still alone. That whole section where he's going on to that, if you're so great, why are you alone? He just keeps reiterating if this, if you think so highly of yourself. Yeah. Um, the other lyric that I really liked is when he says, Handsome groom, give a room. I don't know if I did his <laughs> his his voice right, <laughs> but try it again. That, Let's it hear it again. So good. No, I can't. Try it in the back of I your throat. Handsome groom, don't no, get a room. I know, I'm just no, like, it's not get a room. Oh, it's a give a room. It's kind of doing Charlie Brown there. Christmas time is here. Uh, Dennis, did you have any thoughts on this song? You like it? Yeah, I think this is the first song I heard where I'm like, I actually kind of like his voice. Where I feel like because it, it matches songs, the tempo. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like his a voice. His voice becomes kind of very annoying. The first two songs, you're like, ah, oh. but then you're like, oh, I kind of like his voice. Is like the main thing in the song. I feel like it's kind of a. There's not a lot of music. It's mainly his voice, but. I, it is weird how I'm listening to it now and my rating of this album is going way up now that I'm hearing it. Like probably this is the fifth time I've heard it, but it's like, I'm kind of liking these songs now. I, I think you're onto something there, Dennis, where most of the songs, his vocals just really don't match the pacing of the music. So it's kind of off putting, but I bet if you listen to it a lot, you kind of get used to it and understand what he's going for. But there's some where it's just like this song. It's just, his vocals are so natural with the music that it yeah. just hits right away. I bet. I wonder if it's like he wrote the lyric. The lyrics came first for this song compared to other songs where the music came in and he had to like force lyrics in where it's like, the first song is just the lyric. He sounds like he's offbeat a little bit. It just doesn't fit well where this song sounds like, OK, the the song was made around the lyrics. It's almost like they have two really talented people, this Johnny Marr guy and him, and they're trying to figure out how to work together. Like one guy's making like this great music and he's like having great vocals and like sometimes like they just don't know how to put it together, but like it works still. Well, John, Johnny Marr is known to be like a great guitarist. I have mm-hmm. I didn't hear one guitar riff where I'm like, whoa. There's album. one song later that really blew me away. Yeah, there was one song where I was like, wow, this song is heavily heavy on the guitar, and it shows. Oh, okay. Oh, and do you have anything else on that song? No, I'm just thinking about how I sang that one part, and I really wish I didn't. I'll put on some... Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll put on double vocals, and we'll, uh, we'll make you sound real good. Yeah, really overproduce it. <laughs> yeah, we'll put on auto-tune. Um, the next song, Never Had No One Ever. I skipped this one 30 seconds in. but Oh, dude, it sucks. But the, I guess I had one thing about the last song. is second favorite song. <laughs> that, last song. <laughs> that last song was my second favorite. We get it. The song sucks. It's this cool. song just sounds exactly like the last song. It, 
to me they're like the same no, songs. They kind of is... blend together. Hearing it again, I think I would like it if it was inserted into the right moment of like a movie like right after like maybe some guy gets like kicked out of a bar and it's like down on his luck and all of a sudden that song comes on like 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 if some guy's just walking around with the fifth of jack like just depressed i think i would like that i think it is the best name song on the album never had no one ever and just how depressing it is it's kind of cool. what's this what about dennis it's about the uh lyric genius said it's the most depressing song that they've ever written it's just about how he has no one, and he'll never have no one ever. Because he's asexual. Just kind of cool. That is so sad. Yeah, that's so sad. Yeah. So I, I kind of like that. Like, you know that about it. It's just like a very depressing song. I didn't think it was the worst yeah. song on the album. I thought the I didn't like song. it at the time. I might go back and listen to it. Yeah, it's a cool, just, just saying never had no one ever and singing about it to me is kind of cool. Do you think that he's pretending? Not pretending, but you know how they're saying that he's asexual. Do you think that he's just putting that out as because he doesn't want to, like, doesn't he wants to put off this persona that he doesn't really care? But his music seems like he cares too much. Yeah, that's true about being alone and not having anybody. I think he's, God, he's like just so depressed. But like, it's himself making himself depressed. But I guess that's what happens when you are uh, down in the dumps. So. I really don't know. For this one, I wanted to just play a quick game of never had no one ever. So can you guys just lift three fingers? (laughs) (laughs) Never had no one ever. (laughs) (laughs) I don't really want... No. You don't actually want to play? No, no. I just thought... (laughs) Have you guys ever had someone ever? <laughs> no, put your finger down. I had to put a finger down. <laughs> How about have you had no one ever? All right, next song, Cemetery Gates. I dreaded sunny days, so I'll meet you at the cemetery gates. Keats and Yates are on your side. I dreaded sunny days, so I'll meet you at the cemetery gates. Every time I start playing a song and I'm watching you guys like react to it, I want to go, uh, Marvin, it's your cousin Barry. Or what is it? From Back to the Future. <laughs> this is the sound you're looking for. <laughs> this is the sound you're looking for. <laughs> I don't know why. It's like the reaction I want to have every time. Um, I love Cemetery Gates. That song I listen to quite frequently. That's yeah, a good song. I love the tempo and I love the instrumental in it. It's. I think it's all good, and the, and the like the vocals match. Um, I heard of this yeah. in a Netflix show called The Chair, and that's where I was first introduced to it. And it, like I looked up like all the amounts of times that their music has been used in movies, and it's so much like thousand like list of like a thousand uses. It's insane. Um, question for you guys: There's a lyric in here where it says, "Heats and Kates are on your side." Do you guys know who Yeats and Kates are? Or Keats and Yates? No. I know what ye- yeeting something is. Yeet. <laughs> when you throw You're something. across the room. Yeah. I'm kind of flexing on you guys a little bit here, but you don't know who Keats is or Yates? Keats the poet? Mrs. Yates are fourth grade They're two famous poets. So I don't know what this song means. Dennis, can you explain it to us? No, but I have the only thing I wrote down is he said dreaded sunny day, which I kind of liked. Dreaded sunny day, meet yeah. me at the cemetery gates. To me, this yeah, song, the song, the song rules. I like. I, the I wasn't a big fan of this song. I you got to like give it another listen. Yeah, it's a good one. No, he needs to give us a reasoning why. I think like I it. think this kind of matches where it was like the music came for. Like I like the songs where it's more lyric led. I guess his voice led. This seems like the music came first, and he forced the, the lyrics in. Damn, I feel like those the lyrics like did, 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 did. like it goes so well with this. Song. I think I it's perfect. I think it's the best song on the album. I'll say that for I get what you're saying no. for the first song, the uh, the Queen is Dead. Like that shit just felt like they like didn't sync up the his his uh, voice with the music. This one is like it seems like he's trying to keep up with the the music when he's talk he's singing. I dread a sunny day. Like he's a little bit behind. Where with like the guitarist. No, I, you're just wrong. That's, that's, <laughs> that's okay, a good though, song, Dennis. You are wrong about that. That's the that's fine. Yeah, this is 
This is my third favorite on the album. In case everyone's been keeping track. <laughs> Come on, Dennis. We, gotta, we got a uh, the Smiths Owen tally over here. <laughs> I got yeah. one, two, three. Dude, Dude, Dennis, come on. How can you not appreciate this? This is like modest mouse influence. Claim a little bit. Claim a little bit more. Maybe you yeah. just didn't get it. Because there's this lyric that sounds exactly like it was right out of a modest mouse album. It goes, with love and hate, some passions just like mine. They were born and then they lived and then they died. Like, and it's like really similar. Yeah. Just like kind of like simplifying life to like that little phrase. Come on. Get, I mean, yeah, at least okay. a six. I'll, I'll, I'll up it to a six and a half. I, I'm enjoying it now that you're explaining it. Yeah. It's all just about, I like guess I did, a catch, I did catch the one part, Dennis, where you're saying that it doesn't fit. Cause right before that lyric, like that, well, that sentence or whatever it's called sounded a little off, but for the most part, that song is like, I think it fits like a glove. I almost feel like they, their their better songs are like slower. Almost, I don't know. I think the guitar the guitar is almost too much in a lot of the songs. So that's a that's a good transition. This is where I first realized how heavy the guitar is in these Smith songs. Uh, the boy with the thorn in his side. You think Morrissey just had a really tough time keeping Wait, up we're with missing, Johnny You're, you're like, missing God, one. Dude, slow down. Oh, I, oh, slow Big down. Mouth Strikes Again is next. Oh, sorry, sorry. Big Mouth Strikes Again. We're all over the place with the remasters. There's like a 2011 remaster. There's a 2017 remaster. There's a 20, 2008 remaster. What the fuck does that even mean? What what are these remasters? Um... I think they just throw it in GarageBand and do like optimize audio and they export it. <laughs> yeah, they just do that like <laughs> once every three years contractually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> optimize audio export. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it just, yeah. All right, Big Mouth Strikes Again. Oh, what does this sound like to me? Sweetness, I was only joking when I said I'd like to mash every tooth in your head. Oh, sweetness, sweetness, I was only joking when I said by rights you should be bludgeoned in your bed. It sounds like something recent, not Imagine Dragons, not... Maybe like a almost like a um, it's like a classic Mumford and it's almost like a Mumford and Sons song or something. Mumford and Sons like sped up. Hang on, what (laughs) TikTok version? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that sounds so familiar. It does. I when I first heard it too, I was thinking it's it's like a classic rock song. I, I didn't like this song. I, I I have it on a playlist. For some reason, it always comes up for me, and I always just skip it. It's the chorus. What the is the chorus, chorus about? Every... I don't know how it <laughs> you have to put it on. I got to stop singing this. It's going to make myself. I'm going to embarrass myself. Um, yeah, Dennis, any thoughts on that song? I think to me, this is the most indie sounding song out of all of them. The most modern day indie sounding song. Especially with the girl kind of joining in, I feel like I would I hear this I song. I actually don't think it is a girl. I think it's like a Alvin and the Chipmunks type thing. Now that oh. I re-listen to it, but you definitely hear a lot of guitar, like yeah. I feel like this isn't indie at all. I think that I no. I I just imagine me being like going to see a show and some opening band is playing this song, and you're like, oh, this doesn't sound very good. I'd be like, damn, yeah, I'm gonna go grab a beer. Yeah, you like this is the type of song. Yeah, you just grabbed a beer and you're walking in. You're like, all right, how close can I get to the stage? This band's on opening up. They kind of suck. Yeah. What's that one band of mice and men or like of monsters and men? Yeah, it's of monsters and men. I think maybe that's what I'm. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, I feel like those are all on the same like horizon. Monsters and men, Mumford and Sons, um, Lumineers. There's another yeah. one that's a little bit more of like of monsters and men. I think this is a better song. Yeah, I think so too. I don't like that other. Yeah. Song. I think that's, yeah, I think that's what is a lot of influence for like those Lumineers, Monsters and Men, like kind of like pop folk something or another. Um, and then we get to the boy with the thorn in his side. 
And this is the song that really made me notice the guitar. Let's see if I still notice it. The boy with a thorn in his side Behind the hatred there lies A murderous desire For love I can I look into my eyes I feel like that's a famous song. I feel like I've heard that. The boy with the thorn in his side, but I don't know where. Yeah, it just sounds so medieval. Yeah, does, I can hear that. This song. It does sound very like Irish, not Irish medieval. Well, what, what do you consider? Like, what do you picture in medieval? Just like Renaissance? I, th- I think, yeah, that one, whatever that instrument is. Oh, like pan, really like somebody guitar. playing a pan flute and like, no, no it's, well, that too, but that one little guitar. Yeah. It's like bulbous. It's like, yeah, oval, like, like an oval. and Like a leer? Is that what it was? That's what I was picturing too. And I think it's maybe because it might be a leer. This album cover to me looks like a, like a medieval guy with like a bull kind of haircut laying down. Yeah, well, I think it fits at least. Yeah. Yeah. No, not a leer. Ugh. Anyways, I know what you guys are saying. I, and I agree completely, but I didn't really have much else on the boy with a thorn in his side. Um, Victor and a tutu. This is another circus type song. You know who would hate this song? Mr. B. Mr. B. Let's find out why. Victor and a tutu. How progressive. Every song we go through, there's like a, there's peaks and valleys. There's little snippets of the songs that I really like about it, but then it just switches to something else. I'm like, oh, they just stuck to this yeah. part. The song, so the whole song, I, I really like it. I feel like the songs can get boring really quick with the Smiths. Yes. Yeah. I find myself when I listen to them, I only listen to the first minute and a half before I skip the song. I don't know if I've ever really yeah. listened to even the even the next song, which is one of my favorite songs of all time. I bet I could count on one hand the amount of times I've listened to it from start to finish. They peak yeah, early. They, they're hard to, they are hard to like, like someone says, re-sing that whole song. Oh like, yeah, that's true. The whole song or like hum the whole song. You got, you're just no way you're going to be able to do Cause it. Cause I feel like his voice is so different than the actual, like what's going on in the song. It's like, yeah, two almost you would need to have, you'd be like, I can't, yeah, I was like, I can't do it by myself. I need another person humming the lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get the guitar and the beat. All right. Well, that song, at least it was short. It was two minutes and 22 seconds. Um, and I can't believe that it precedes one of the best songs of all time. There is a light that never goes out. All the this, all this Smith heads would be like, oh, of course you like that And I think what makes that song so good is it changes up a lot. Like when it gets to the chorus, it sounds so different than what the opening was. Um, Yeah, so basically what I just said at the last song, that everything changes throughout all the songs. But this one like actually works. It's actually good. Yes. It's like every change, every peak and valley is good. It's the most complete song they have. Um. And it's rocks. And can I tell you guys my karaoke story about this song? Go ahead. One time I went on a first date with a girl and we ended up uh, going to Corky's at like kind of alternative karaoke bar over in by Dennis's house in Cleveland. And I were kind of, I was kind of teasing it for a long time about like, I'm going to get up there and sing a song. I'm going to get up there and sing a song. And then I put in this song. There's a light that never goes out. And right before I go up there, this guy uh, before me just does the greatest, most confident rendition of Meatloaf, Bad Out of Hell. Do you know that song, Bad Out of Hell? Yeah, I think so. Yes.
it's like a nine minute song with like it's so boring and so um it has like one peak at the end like eight minutes in but this guy was just like <laughs> so confident in the way like he just didn't give a fuck that like nobody like he just didn't care what other people thought he was just like this cool guy he had a hot girlfriend and he just like gave this performance his all no matter how boring it was and i was just so like impressed by this guy and then i went up there and i sang my stupid rendition of um there goes a there's a light that never goes out and the girl like actually kind of made fun of me afterwards she's like oh yeah you sang that song it was there <laughs> <laughs> with the frog so you sang it like Morrissey? Yeah, yeah, too? I did it. Like, yeah, I did my best Morrissey impression. But then the best part, <laughs> though, is funny. right after that, the guy who was doing the meat, meatloaf, bat out of hell, he's like, dude, nice job up there. And I was That's like... That's always good. I was like, I, yeah, because well, like that guy was so... like, Do you know what I'm talking about, though? Just like being able... The confidence of being able to sing like a sh- slow, boring song. Your story sounds believable. Like I've seen many guys like that, but ne- never, ever had they had a hot girlfriend. Ever. It's like, yes, <laughs> yes. That's the unbelievable part yes, of it. Scott Dennis. Yeah. Like, this guy had so much swagger that he's like, look, I know nobody wants to hear this song. And like, he killed it when the part How came. How old but was like, the guy? He just hit like 35. Well, this is like when you were 25? I must have been like, yeah, 27. Oh. Yeah. Just the confidence to be able to go up there and not give a fuck about it what is, anybody else. It did. is a great feeling. That's why, like, when I do karaoke, I don't go to the classics. I want to try to like get out of my comfort zone and like, oh yeah, work on that skill. It's all. It's always great when some random person's like, "Man, that was good." That happened to me once with Hamilton when I sang Hamilton, and I think that's the only reason I like Hamilton now is because of that one moment. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just listeners, I challenge you to get those songs out of your comfort zone, do them in karaoke, and you become just like uh, that girl from the Ghost documentary said, like. You got to push outside of into your fear because it makes you better, right? Is that the quote, Owen? Yeah, I think you nailed it. I thought it, it was. I thought it was. Ooh, I was holding a quote. fart in so long that my belly started hurting. <laughs> is that the quote? <laughs> that the, you, she could feel the fart sitting at the bottom of her butt, pushing yeah. at her yeah, butt. Push, yeah, yeah butt don't push too yeah. hard that that fart comes out. But um, that sounds that sounds closer. All right, so this last song, this is the last one I listened to. I don't know if you guys did the same. Yes, my favorite song of the album. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah, I love this song. I love how simple it is, and I love it's only two minutes and 30 seconds or whatever. After reading the the lyrics of this and knowing what it's about made me love this song. Just some girls are a little bit bigger than others. Yeah, they're boobs. Not a little bit. They just they're big. And he basically oh, is that what it was oh. about? Yeah, and he basically talks about how just over all of mankind, men have talked about this and how it's like an over. It's a topic that everyone has discussed, and it's just kind of boring. It doesn't sound like an asexual guy to me. <laughs> well, he's basically saying like, don't talk about tits. It's boring. Oh, that makes sense. I guess that is kind of asexual. He leans homosexual, though. Or is he homosexual? It just doesn't doesn't have sex. Did I say is he homosexual? I think <laughs> if I recall correctly, like he's, I think he's just like yeah, like if there was a scale, there was straight asexual, homosexual. He would be a, right in the middle, but like on the on the side closer to homosexual, like. He appreciates the attraction or like the attractiveness of men more, but doesn't have any desire to like act on it. Does that make any sense? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I uh, like this song and I, this is where I was taking little small hits of the pen when I was listening to this. And by the time I got to the 10th song, I was feeling good and I was really enjoying this song. Yeah, this is a good song. I like how it goes down and then up again. Discovered 
So I was getting a lot of like this kind of reminds me of like an emo song where like it's it's sung very seriously, but like the lyrics are really dumb. Kind of like a um, I couldn't think of an example, but somebody else say something about this while I think. It reminds me of a song off of Guitar Hero. Yeah, kind of. Think of the song either. Like Frog on the Floor, Kevin. There's so many songs that we just cannot put our fucking finger on with with the Smiths. Like there's always like one little snippet of a song that ends up in a different genre. I mean, really, if you look at it, like every band we've loved was influenced by the Smiths. The Smiths just were a little too far out there. Sure. It seems like we just appreciate the people that like took the best parts. Yeah. And made it their own. I guess. Yeah, that's they amped it up and like. The Smiths walk so they could run kind of situation. We kind of came full circle while every band was inspired by the Smiths. Every band inspired Hundred Gags. <laughs> it's true. It's <laughs> true. Like it's that's where it's they couldn't think of their own things. They just picked what everyone else did. But the Smiths. I wonder who the Smith. Oh, the Smiths said they were influenced by. I just read it like Lou Reed and the Velvet Underground. I would yeah. love to see the lineage of like how far like. The bands we like were influenced by this. The bands, but those bands were influenced by the Smiths. The Smiths were influenced by Lou Reed. Then, like how, like how long does it take before it's like, oh, Lou Reed was influenced by Bach, or <laughs> like, yeah, um, you don't really Mozart. hear about a lot like, of music before like 1900s. I feel like, do I feel like you could probably, oh God, you could probably, if you dig into that, you could probably figure it out. Yeah, I, I was listening to the Beatles over the weekend. And I was just, I'm like thinking, okay, if I heard the song today, it'd be an indie rock song. Like the Beatles are indie rock, but they were just so big. All right. So what were your final thoughts on the album, Dennis? Uh, I think going into this podcast, I was at like a six out of 10, what I liked. And I think I'm more at like a seven and a half now. My thoughts have gone up. Especially just list, re-listening to it. I want to listen to it more. I might actually buy the, the vinyl record for it. I feel like it's a good one to put on. You didn't like the Cemetery Gate song. I think if you go back and listen to that a few more times, that I'll jump it up to like an eight. Like really. And that, you just sold me on that last song. Like I didn't walk away thinking that was one of my favorites, but I think I'm going to give that one a few more listens. Does some girls are bigger than others? Yeah. I gave it, I gave it a seven out of 10. I think I, if I give it a few more listens, I can get it to an eight. I really do. Owen, what about you? I don't know. I don't know if I have a number to rank it. It's tough because I feel like most albums, if I like it, I have to like, we're like really like four songs and be like, that's a good album. This one, I feel like I like maybe two or three, but like, do I really, really like them? Not so much. Yeah. So, I don't know. I feel like a five or six. I'd give know, it another good list. I think it's been like, I listened to this probably 10 times so far. Oh, okay. And every time it it's been, I listened to it three times in a row on Saturday. And on the way home, then I was listening to it at work. I guarantee give the it, next give it one more listen where it doesn't feel like homework. Yeah, I guarantee like, the next time you listen to it, if it's like you accidentally hear a song three months from now, you're going to be like, whoa, I actually like this song. I feel like I want to listen into more of their music and like pick yeah. up some other like different mm-hmm. albums it's, and try to get some off of those. So like combined, I could probably like like a decent amount of the Smith songs, but one album. This one I picked this one too because most of when I kept trying to find what most people that like the Smiths their favorite album, this is the one that kept popping up. But then of course there's some other people. I forget what the other album is. The the one that caught came up a lot too it's like a beige color album that's like the second most popular it seemed like so i think i'm gonna give that one a listen and i don't know yeah see how it goes it is weird how when you listen to an album to do this you can just fucking you listen to an album enough and you really think about the lyrics and like what they're talking about you end up liking it like the hundred gex when i first heard it i was like i'm not a big fan of this but now i whenever it's on the radio or it, it comes up i listen to it i like it yeah yeah, everything's popular for a reason. You just either have to be in the right mindset or, yeah, I would say mindset's a big part of it. Or just, anyways, Dennis, what's your pick? My pick is uh, season 44 of Survivor. It's coming out. 45. 45. Oh, it's 45 already? Damn. 
Biggest season ever, they say. 90-minute episodes. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about that. What is this for, like, in the middle of it? Yeah, in the middle, we're just going to put it in there like, hey, thanks for listening, we're don't not, forget. We're to... not talking like that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse to make it sound like a commercial. Yeah. You just got to tell everyone that they need to follow us on social media, at Pick Freaks on TikTok and Instagram, and to give us five-star rating. You can roast us, but don't give us less than five stars. Yeah. That's all we have to say. So just say that. Is there Seven, any, go. Yeah, if you're uh, language, you're listening, just cut what I said and put it on there. Method. Who cares? Muzzy now comes with four videos, two audios, a script book, parents' guide, a new exciting CD-ROM, plus this free bonus with your paid order.